0: podcasting from the great state of texas home to cowboys boots and stars that are big and bright comes a podcast host that sparkles wherever she goes this is gums and gossip she's the dental educator behind the mask and the hygienist with a lot of heart ready to share her advice her stories and her special guests from the other side of the dental chair and now here's your host hope lloyd Welcome to Gums and Gossip Podcast. My name's Hope and I'm the Gum Goddess Podcaster here with Miss Kim Augustus. She is a registered dental hygienist and she has over 10 years of clinical experience. She's been practicing in the greater Boston area. She's also an adjunct faculty member at Middlesex Community College. She became a new grad coach in 2022, this year founded Bloom DH. And it's a virtual place where newly graduated hygienists can come for mentorship, guidance, and support as they enter their new careers. So here she is. I'm so excited to have you on. I love Boston. Welcome hi thanks hope thanks for having me yeah so you have so much insight into the new grad world i have been a hygienist for 26 years and i commend you i actually connected through you through social media and i commend you for everything that you're doing because when i was a new grad there was not a thing like such as mentorship and the guidance and and how to even what to even do And here you are helping others, which I think is incredible and letting people know that there are, especially with burnout, we'll kind of touch base on things that you have knowledge of with the new grads. And I don't know if it's a, I think it's a universal thing in my opinion, as far as dental hygienists across the country. It's not just in Boston It's not just in Dallas. I think it's a universal. of scariness for the new grad when you graduate hygiene school. Share with my audience a little bit about yourself and how you started.
1: So when I graduated, um, as we said about 10 years ago, I was a very strong student clinically. I had good grades, I did well in our clinic sessions. But when I hit the real world on my own, and all of a sudden, I was in this operatory and expected to relay all of this knowledge to my patient. I really kind of suffered with my delivery and my confidence in how to correctly present all of this information. Um, it wasn't until about three years into my career that I, well, my current boss at the time, hired a consultant slash coach. She came in and she really took the time to teach me, you know, what it's like to take a good intraoral photo. How are you going to use that visual for your patient to see exactly what you're talking about? Um, And it really kind of took my career to the next level. It really gave me the confidence that I needed. When we're in hygiene school, you get such a good base of knowledge and information but there's still so much more. So when you have a mentor or a coach working with you after graduation, you're able to keep growing, which is so important in our career.
0: Absolutely. I feel like there's the struggles that I had were the first week out, I I cried. I really cried. I thought it was it was like, what did I do? I saw some of these things that we had never experienced there's different techniques there's different dentists it's very overwhelming you don't even know when to even get the dentist to come in to do the exam how they're gonna do things there's so many questions because all you had was one patient that you focused on and maybe two and that was your focus and here you have the schedule you have all these people around you you have infection control you have all these things. And so it's crazy because they don't, it's not, you're kind of put in this environment day one. You might not be paired up with the right dentist. You're just there. And it was overwhelming for me.
1: So I think it's really important what you do. Exactly. Yeah. And like you said too, your nut might be paired up with the right dentist. So you know, everything in school is done by the book and then you're in an office and you're seeing all of these different Techniques of how to do things, and you're starting to wonder: Is this what every office is like? Is this um, how I should be practicing? And if you don't have someone to really go back to and discuss all of these things, you sometimes can just kind of feel stuck, unsure. But that's another reason why I wanted to create Bloom R D H um, and really create a supportive network so that if you are feeling those things, you can come and share that and myself or your peers can kind of jump in and and clarify things for you too because maybe that office isn't the right fit for you
0: when you get out typically as a hygienist you don't have a huge network all you've known is your classmate right your teacher you might have you know some knowledge of agencies or now there's different ways of of being supportive of doing you know of going places you know apps and and all that and i've you know interviewed with the traveling rdh and she has her own company core dental staffing and you know i've interviewed people like the future rdh crew with new grads and it's it's a scary thing to be where are you going to go once it's like all of a sudden overwhelming hey i've passed my boards i'm a registered dental
1: hygienist now what? <laughs> yes, exactly. So much support too to help us, you know, graduate and pass our boards. But then where is the support for after? How do you know how to keep your knowledge continuing and what kind of courses you should be taking? And there's so much that goes into our profession. It's really a lifelong learning profession, but without that guidance, you're you're sometimes just left feeling unsure of your decisions.
0: When you focus on with the new grads. Do they just contact you through bloom rdh or through your facebook group or how do people get a hold of you social media
1: social media is the easiest i am starting to kind of schedule some speaking speak to graduating students before they hit the real world and it's hard when you're in hygiene school you know your your blinders are kind of up to is this going to be on my boards or is it going to be in my coursework to really soak in any additional information but I just kind of want to plant the seed for them that I'm here once they do graduate. So I do have a Facebook group community called um, The Bloom Room, and that's a private community for new grads to come and kind of share our best practices, empower each other. And then I'm also on um, Instagram at bloom rdh where i can be contacted through there and then i also have a website where people can find me which is bloomrdh.com.
0: i think it's great so you're also a faculty member are you part-time full-time what is your schedule like so
1: i still work clinical i love working clinical and i don't think i'll ever leave clinical hygiene so i do a couple days a week until two working part-time and then i teach part-time between about eight and ten hours a week and I work mostly just with, in the clinic with our students as they're working on their patients. Which I'm sure
0: they love. Like I said, when I graduated, there was no such thing as mentorship. And I don't know if it's a newer post-COVID, I guess, times where you grab a buddy and you have help. And it's more, I don't know if that's something to help with anxiety now. It didn't seem like a thing back then. I mean, we just did our thing you got out into you were thrown out to the wolves you were supposed to just be a hygienist and you there was no times have changed where the practice has changed where things are more like i said you know even going into dental offices because of the high technology and different computer softwares and it can be overwhelming for a new grad
1: yeah absolutely and i do agree with you know times are changing and i think people are realizing the more that we learn from each other, the better we're all going to be rather than, you know, you go in an office and you you hope that you're going to learn something or that another seasoned hygienist is going to be there to teach you. But at the same time, we're all seeing patients all day. So it's hard to really learn from your coworkers when you're both, um, you know, have a slam schedule for the day. So if you have somebody else, you know, at the end of the day where that, you can, you know, hey, I had this situation with a patient and it's it's weighing hard on me and I don't know if I handled it right. What would you do in this situation? Or scheduling um, one-on-one coaching calls with me where, you know, if there's one specific thing that you're struggling with, we can work that out over time, which is good too.
0: I think it's funny when I graduated, I'm going to go back to when I graduated. I looked like I was twelve years old, and here I was with all these people. And they said, "How long you've been doing this?" And you don't want to act like, "Oh, you're my first patient." <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it was like That's it was so kind of scary because you're thinking this is my first week out, but I want to look like I've been doing this for years.
1: And it was not like that. Yes. I understand that completely too. And then if you like, sometimes when you're in an office and then you get in those types of situations, then you can really become flustered. Cause it's like, Oh my God, they don't know um, that I haven't been doing this for a long time. They're going to judge me. And it's all about building up our confidence and how can you, you know, turn that, that question around on them and say, well, does it matter? Or, you know, Oh, I've been doing this for years. Cause well, you were in hygiene school for years, so it's technically, you know, the truth.
0: Well, I learn from even new grads. I know people learn from me all the time, and I have people that shadow. And I also mentor college students up at Collin College, uh, Community College. I'm a mentor as well, but it's, you know, I learn a lot from the newer generation of hygienists because there's so much
1: knowledge that we have from them
0: as well. Yeah,
1: and there's so much knowledge coming out, and there's so many you know, new things that we're learning all the time of, of the, you know, the oral systemic link or how, you know, it's not a one size fits all for treatment. And sometimes you have to go back to the drawing board and try to figure out root causes of things. And that's why this newer generation is, is providing a wealth of knowledge as well for our profession.
0: And there's staff shortages. I think the burnout, and I want to touch on burnout do you help i know you're helping with you know anybody basically too but then mostly the new grads making sure that there isn't a burnout with them because i think the rate is higher after you know the pandemic times have hit it's exhausting people don't realize the exhaustion that goes along mental physical of hygiene and how we are professionals but we don't get the credit like a nurse would right you know of of somebody, you know, I always tell everyone, hey, it's like I'm the your oral health practitioner.
1: Yes. And actually, I love that wording for that because we are, we are, you know, the face of healthcare care and, and for dentistry. Always
0: bothered me that hygienists were in some states, they're not as smart as others. And then there's, you know, and it's so funny. Everybody has this core knowledge and we all want to help. Did you ever
1: feel like you picked the wrong career? So for myself, I really haven't. So actually hygiene is a second career for me. I graduated with my bachelor's degree in finance, which that chose to be the wrong career for me. So I worked for an investment company out of college and thought this this is not what I'm meant for. I cannot sit behind a desk all the time. Um, so I ended up going back to hygiene school after that, I went through school and I worked. And then once I had my kids, I cut back clinically and I cut back, you know, part-time hours so I could be home more. And I think it's working part-time clinical that has saved me from burnout, that it's continued my love for the profession. I knew when I was in school that I wanted to come back and, and be in a clinical instructor. So that was a, a goal of mine. But to touch back to on, on the burnout, I don't think there's enough emphasis on all the career options that you have as a hygienist. You graduate and you think, okay, I'm going to I'm going to work clinical and then that's it and you overload your, yourself and your body where then you have nothing left to give so you feel that burnout. So I try to really encourage my students to research different things, learn about different professions, connect with different professionals that you meet at trade shows so that you know what else is out there because working full-time clinical is hard on your body.
0: I would say until, honestly, until the pandemic hit, I did not think about self-care. Everything was really about helping others. And I did not realize, and everybody told me for years, you have to take care of yourself so you can take care of others. And that takes an emotional, you know, I'm, I've been a single mom for all these years. My kids are now raised where I can pat myself on the back and realize that this is my time. And it was really hard for me to realize there were so many other opportunities out there because my brain was trained that here you are, you're a hygienist. You're only, this is what you feel like. I'm only a hygienist. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's a hard way of thinking. You, you know, you get into that mindset of this is it for me, that a lot of the hygienists that have been practicing for a long time and, and are experiencing burnout, they just went out of the profession. So that's why I really like to focus my time on the new grads. um, because there's, They have such a passion for hygiene that they're new, they're excited. Um, So I like kind of working with that, with that group because they are just sponges and they really want to soak up everything that you're saying.
0: Absolutely. I, I agree with you completely on that because I think it's, it's kind of like a hold my hand and show me the ropes, but not really. You're still your own person and you do what you feel is best to help you know, others and all that. So I, I agree with you completely. And they become more confident. I think the confidence is the thing that we do have our self-doubt and we do, we we are hard. I think as hygienists, we're very hard on ourselves. I, I can say that in a general way. I know I'm hard on myself. And if things don't go your day, you have to really adjust because you have patients that have different needs and a lot of people the respect is not there so it does become really hard because here you are trying to almost prove yourself prove your worth
1: yes absolutely and it's it's unfortunate that our profession has has that kind of tainted view. And I think it's up to this new generation to really ch- start to change that script, change the way we speak about what we're doing for our patients because it's not we're not just cleaners, you know. We don't just clean your teeth. There's a lot more that goes into it.
0: And I think it's also been a very insurance-driven business. I know coming from the business side, I've taken business classes as well, and there's always this disconnect between sometimes the dentist And the hygienist and the staff because people don't realize that it's also a business, but you are there to help take care of others. So I've always had conflicts of, you know, even feeling guilty of ordering new instruments or here you are going, okay, I really want to take really good
1: care of my patient, but there's obstacles. Yeah. And I think it's developing that relationship with your boss as well that, you know, this is a partnership. What can I do for you? And in turn, you know, how can you help me be successful and in my career and work? The longevity of my career really depends on, you know, having the right instruments and the right equipment that you need. My, what I realized, I
0: think what helps with my burnout, I'll give you some stories of what helps with my burnout. I feel like it's my patience. My patience have always been... Even the even patients, you look at the schedule and you're just like, oh, so-and-so might be coming in. They still have, my patients have always been incredible. They've helped me through the goods, the bads, and I specialized in periodontics for a long time where these people were sensitive. They didn't want to be at the periodontist office. So I created the reason with Gums and Gossip. I created this podcast because it was an extension of my dental world. It was having conversations where people could feel welcome in my chair. It wasn't just, hey, we're going to clean you up, send you on your way. You establish, yes. establish your room. You actually establish... This is my expectations, and I was I wasn't always this way, but now I do. I established with this is my room's going to be the fun room, and you're going to be okay. And your patients are the ones, the ones that matter the most. And that's really the burnout I think between working hygiene and then being able to come home. I, as a single mom, you know, raising these kids, it was difficult with trying to figure out how I was gonna be at five places at once and all that. But looking back at this journey, this career has served me very well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, I give you a lot of credit because it is a it is a good career to, you know, be able to be a single mom and and Provide for your kids and work hard and give them the life that you want to give. So kudos to you. That's awesome. No, thank you.
0: <laughs> the Gums and Gossip Podcast will be right back after a quick break from our sponsors. Do, do, Gums and Gossip. With hope, Lloyd. When you do, let's go back with like your coaching and your goal setting. Do you have, I guess there's probably homework involved because you have to do some internal, there's a lot of psychological things that we don't realize that we do and from our childhood and from our traumas and all that, do you sit down and go over any kind of psychological things with people or is it mostly just coaching to kind of help you gain knowledge
1: of how to be a better hygienist? It's it's everything. Everything goes into it because really, your mindset plays a huge role. Whether you're a new grad or you're burnt out. Um, so, new grads, it's don't play the victim role. You know, you really need to put yourself out there. So, homework involves, you know, what did you know? What did I do for myself today that is going to help me advance in my career? Or what could I? What do I wish I had done differently? And then it really makes you think back and reflect on what happened that day and then it's it's things that you can bring to our conversation too and we can work work through them and you know create little goals of you know self self care whether it's journaling or exercising or you know just getting out and going for a walk any of that
0: and you also you help with like resumes and cover letters getting people established where they need to be seen, right?
1: Yes. So really it starts at okay, you passed your boards. Now what? And we're right now in a in a situation where there's a shortage of hygienists as you stated earlier. So it's not so much of, you know, let's prepare you to be the best that you can on this interview, because a lot of offices are offering you a job before you walk in the door. But it's how do you interview that office to make sure that they're the right fit for you? Um, Because there's so many, you know, hygienists, as we graduate, we see the dollar sign and it's not all about the money. It's where are you going to position yourself for opportunity, for growth, and to feel good about how you're treating your patients? And if you end up in an office and it's not the right fit, don't be afraid to go out and look for the next one um, until you find a dental home or try temping. Temping is it's hard, but it really gives you a good bird's eye view of how different offices are run, how different software works, um, how, how different staff members work together or not.
0: (laughs) I always compare to dating, you know, it's trying to figure out your right fit of who you're going to be able. And a lot of times that's a bad analogy because you're not going to be for the rest of your life. And there might be some hygienists that stay at their same office for the rest of their lives, but there's always going to be something that, you know, either you kind of have to put up with or do you know but but you have to know be who you are and have your values right and trying to find an office uh, sometimes can be hard I've always gotten really lucky with the offices that I've been at but you know it's it's a challenge because you do find yourself in a position where sometimes they just take you for
1: granted yeah, absolutely. They definitely you you know you can feel like you're taken for granted. You can feel like you're taken for granted by your coworkers. It takes a lot to run a small office and to jive with each other. And not everyone's going to have you know the best days. But it's can you overall work as a team and you overall want the same values for yourself and for your patients.
0: I'm also getting out and guest speaking. I'm I will be talking about the soft skills in the dental world. So. Compassion, empathy. I know we all have that, but as a new grad, especially, I want to get myself out there and and talk that there are people that you don't realize. I don't know if it's this generational thing too. I'll be very vague on this too, but now you're working on mannequins, right? I think, I don't know if, if y'all work on mannequins or not, but I know they don't really have feelings, they don't have cheeks, they don't have you know, somebody in a bad mood when they walk in the door. So it kind of is almost desensitized these days. And I feel like with the soft skills, we all feel like we have, you know, compassion and empathy, but you have to realize there's people in the chair too. And
1: so that's what I'm going to be branching out doing next year my students we do have real bodies they do their board exam on a mannequin but they have real bodies in the in the chair and then we do out a lot of outreach so i get to take the students we actually go to they have to work on elementary schools they have to also go to a state hospital and then Um, We run a community center during their outreach time. And then I get to take the students on their rotation of going to a prison and we work on the inmates teeth. And it's actually a really great experience for the students. It's more laid back where you're not, you know, it's not the pressure of being graded like it is in your clinic. So we get to really learn a lot and the students, you know, try to develop those soft skills, but it is the soft skills are important. You know, I've many times had a patient sit down in my chair and, you know, they, they feel like they just can open up to you. So sometimes we may not even get through what they came in for because their husband just passed away and they just spent the entire time crying in your chair and that's okay. Those things are okay. And it's good to work in a practice that values that that's okay sometimes.
0: I definitely agree, but like I said, it's a business and there's a lot of times the dentists don't understand that there is compassion and empathy and they look at the bottom line and they say, What have you been doing? We're paying you to be doing this and insurance only pays this and I'm like, That's that's not really an issue for for me, you know. You know, I'm just trying to do the care that I feel my patients need, right? Right.
1: And that's the biggest thing when you lay your head on the pillow at night is is did I do what I could today and do I feel good about it? And I think that's the biggest thing in our profession is making sure that you are aligned in an, in an office that you feel good at the end of the day.
0: What do you think as far as the new grads, what's your number one question that you get asked?
1: I would say the number one question is when will I feel like I got it? Basically, whether it's, it's like the whole picture, when does the whole picture come together? And Personally, for myself, I would say it took about five years for that picture to really come together and for me to confidently do everything. But it's different for everybody. So that's why I say, you know, if you find yourself a mentor and a coach, you can get that whole picture together much quicker. Um, A lot of it is, you know, confidence. And then a lot too is um, ergonomics. And how do I not hurt at the end of the day? And that's a big role that plays to I mean, I invested myself my own money in a saddle in an ergonomic saddle chair, I have a bad back. But that investment that I made allows me to work comfortably all day and not come home in pain. So sometimes you have to be able to make that investment in yourself.
0: Yeah, people ask all the time because ergonomics was not a topic that we actually talked about back in the day and it was not how to take care of yourself. But now I find myself thinking, goodness, I was in some really unusual positions somehow. I'm gonna knock on some wood here somehow I have managed I don't know if it's because I work out or if I stretch or what I do but so far
1: 26 years into it I feel pretty good about myself yeah you're lucky and there's so many more people bringing ergonomics to the front line there's a lot more push for better ergonomics because there are a lot of people that end up you know having surgery on their shoulder or Um, And it's knowing how to practice safely and how to save your body, really. Because, I mean, I also am am not in any kind of pain, but a lot of people are. You hear it all the time, my back, my arm, my wrists, my hands. So you have to take care of yourself for sure. (laughs) I think it's also important, you know,
0: finding your tribe of people, not just in your office, but – Reaching out to others, I was always afraid. And this is funny coming from a podcast host here I am, you know, with my own show, but just to reach out to others was really difficult. And I don't know if it's because we're just taught, you know, you're just a perfectionist and you just have to do, and if you reach out, you might be weak. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, you feel weird. And now I'm actually finding my tribe of people that have the same struggles that want to learn and reach out and people, I get fascinated all the time, how people learn from me. I don't know why it's such a weird thing for me to think about, but I didn't realize I had a gift, you know, to be able to share with others and how maybe I do things differently than most and my outlook is different. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like that comes as we develop into who we are, right? I feel like as we graduate, we're younger, we're really still in our shell and we don't know how to come out. But the older we get, the more confidence we get. And we realize it's not a scary place. And how can we help others feel the same way that, that we feel now, you know? And that's kind of where it came for me to wanna do more, my students would come back and say, you know, you really have helped me and you really made a difference in my life. So I said, you know, I, I bet I can reach more people and with, you know, everything being online now and you can reach, you can have that connection with somebody even in another country. You know, it's amazing.
0: What about time? Time is always a big issue as far as how much time people get with their patients. And some people feel like they can just hurry, 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 and they can get it done and they've done such a great job. And then others like me, I'm like, I could take as much time as I need really to make sure, and there's a balance. (laughs) I understand that, but here you are as a new grad, like we're talking about one patient or whatever it was, even in the prison system. I mean, you're just focused on one thing here you are, and now you have you know, maybe not that much time. And it's embarrassing sometimes because, you know, everyone's like, oh, the hygienist is behind again. Hurry. She needs to hurry. And you hear that like all the time. As a new grad, time is such a, it's a big deal. Yes.
1: Time management is a huge deal. Um, You know, you go from your four-hour clinic appointments and now you have 45 minutes to an hour, hopefully an hour to complete your patient. How do you do it? And that comes with, you know, sequencing. What are you going to do? You know, have a plan in your mind of, okay, I want to be this far along in the appointment by this time and I want to be this far along in the appointment by this time and then um trying to it's, it's really just practice
0: my first out of the box experience of a real job not just out temping when I finally went to a real job is what I call it it was enlightening because I did was under the wing of a hygienist, and I take that upon myself as well. When I see somebody who hasn't been in in a while, it's like they're my kid. <laughs> I just take them on, and I just want to welcome them <laughs> yes. and say, "Hey, I have been there." And but this lady, I remember she was so good about helping me out, and and I think that's important too to find somebody that when you are in a practice, I don't feel like you should have, go into maybe a practice by yourself. I think you have to have that kind of person as a mentor when you're reaching out for an office. Yes,
1: and they're lucky to have you because, you know, I'll, I'll hear my students that are graduating and they'll say, you know, I'm gonna go into this this office and I'm gonna be the only hygienist. And I really try to, to pull them away from that opportunity because, you need somebody to, to bounce an idea off of or to learn more. And if you're the only hygienist, you're really kind of limiting yourself. So they are lucky to have you when they come in. <laughs> I can just tell by your personality.
0: No, I love it. I mean, it's just fun for me. So (laughs) yeah, but hygiene is fun for me anyways. Last thing, why did you want to get into hygiene? I mean, what was the was it because of teeth? Was it because of what was your motive for getting into hygiene?
1: You know, I had always been interested in hygiene through high school. But it was also, you know, a profession that was not really talked about. So I never pursued it more. I didn't know all of what being a hygienist entailed. And I was like, oh, they just clean teeth, right? Like that's what a lot of people are still think, unfortunately. So I pushed it aside. And then when I did graduate and I was working um, in corporate America, I revisited that thought that I had when I was younger and I went and I, I discussed it with my hygienist and she just gave a glowing review of the profession and what it has done for her and I shadowed her on and off for a summer and said this is, this is where I want to be and that kind of led me into taking the prerequisites that I needed and applying to get into hygiene school and then the rest is history. <laughs> So you never assisted or did anything prior? No, I had no dental experience at all. So that was another reason I think why I struggled when I graduated is – I didn't know how an office ran. I had no office, small office experience. So the whole world was new to me.
0: I'm going to end. I have a couple of quotes and I thought this was really cool. So one of the quotes is from Benjamin Franklin. It says, an investment in knowledge always pays the best interest. I believe in continuing all this knowledge and sharing stories and conversations beyond the dental chair and helping this profession grow, and I really appreciate you being on the show and entertaining and enlightening, sharing some things about with even the new grad of how people are evolving in the dental hygiene world and creating this bloom, you know, having, I love that you bloom where you're planted pretty much was, I've always like thought, So you connected with me instantly because I'm thinking, oh my goodness, Bloom. <laughs> I know that sounds so silly, but I want to thank you, Kim, for sharing all your knowledge yes! and helping everybody, especially with the new grad and your purpose, and being able to share connections, you know, beyond the chair. So I thank you for being on the show. I just want to
1: thank you so much for having me. I think, you know, the more people we can touch, the better for our profession and really appreciate it. And it's been really fun. And I love getting to know you. And I can't wait to, you know, see where everything else turns. You're. I can't wait to stay in touch more.
0: Thanks for listening to Gums and Gossip and your host, Hope Lloyd. If you liked what you heard, help us spread the word by leaving a review wherever you get your podcasts. And tell a friend. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, we welcome your support on Patreon.